movies. Um, and only because it's on my mind. Uh, have you ever seen the uh, Fantastic Beasts series? No, I haven't seen the Fantastic Beasts series. But you've seen Harry Potter? Yes. Okay. So are you familiar very much with like Dumbledore and all these people? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, somewhat. Like, okay. I, you know. All right, it doesn't really matter. Fantastic Beasts is actually a good standalone movie. There are no books. Um, there's mm. there's one book called Fantastic Beasts. It's actually, it's really cool. J.K. Rowling is so, so stinking talented. Um, she made a Fantastic Beasts book, which is The Beasts, as written by Newt Scamander, not by J.K. Rowling, okay. which is the character in Fantastic Beasts. So it's all about like his research. with it. It's a fake book about a fake thing. So it's it's actually entertaining. But there's no actual book series. So it's written and produced by her and mm-hmm. somebody else helped write it. Um, and they're very good. So the first two are very entertaining. Uh, the cast was really good. Johnny Depp as Grindelwald was impeccable. Just, he makes that character. The third one, obviously because of his troubles with his estranged wife. His estranged wife, yeah. I was gonna say. Uh, <laughs> Miss Amber Heard. <laughs> Miss Heard. Um, lost that role even though jk rowling was fighting for him mm-hmm. like she she wanted to keep him in um wasn't as good and i think it was mainly because of that there were some other things maybe it wasn't as good it's like the balance of good and bad was like kind of like 50 50 which isn't great in a movie especially in that kind of series that brings in a lot of money right normally it's very entertaining mads mickelson took over the role and I love Mads Mikkelsen. So he is, you you know Hannibal Lecter yeah. from the TV series. Okay. So he's fantastic as an actor. I love that guy. It was a completely different uh, character, though. And it didn't it didn't work, unfortunately. Um, which was... Egregiously know, or like, or just like in hindsight? I mean, his acting was fine. Right. It's just compared to what Johnny Depp brought to the role, it's it's like they just yeah. scrapped whatever ideas he came up with and just put him in and said, you just just take the reins and figure it out yourself, you know? And he just wasn't as sinister. He wasn't as Johnny Depp. He just wasn't as Johnny Depp mm. when it comes down to it. I just talked in this on my podcast um, a few days ago, which actually in the world of you and me right now it was actually a few hours ago like this morning because this is coming out <laughs> to our listeners it was a few days ago because it was released on monday again i haven't actually in, in this time and you're in my time right now i haven't finished editing so it isn't released as of right now but when you are listening to it listeners <laughs> it's out as of two days ago that was that was like explaining the marvel universe to me <laughs> <laughs> backwards and yeah trying to figure yeah. it out that way well, if you read this first, then it's... <laughs> <laughs> I recommend the series, Fantastic Beasts. It's a fun series. Um, and just still watch the third one. They're supposed to make four and five, but this one did so bad that they haven't graded it yet. But it's like, also, it's the cash cab. What, what, did, what did you like specifically about Johnny Depp playing that character that Mad didn't pull off? So the character... Okay, so it seemed like... Johnny Depp in that role brought magic to a magical character. Mm. And Mads Mikkelsen played it like a Bond villain in a way. Mm. But kind of like with reins on at times when this character is supposed to be off the cuff. He's a master manipulator. Um, It's all about him and his goals and suppressing non-magical people. and, And, but 
ultimately it's it's him having control of mm. everything and bringing the world to a crumbling halt um he's he's and, he's a very like in the box non flamboyant actor you know um, yeah but can can point can pull out the flamboyance when he needs to are you talking about i'm sorry we're we talking oh, about oh, mad yeah yeah yeah, so yeah. Mads is a very non-flamboyant character. Yeah. And that that you're right. That works very well for him. Um he's it's almost like he's um a classically trained actor that brings every bit of his talent to the table in any role he does. With no disparaging, you know, like in 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 talking about that, but yeah, it, it, he's just that type of actor. Yeah. And and if this was another movie, I would love him in it. Mm-hmm. It's just it wasn't it wasn't Anywhere, and I understand. Look, he doesn't want to be. We all know like, when the uh, the fourth quarter quarterback comes in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, obviously, this is a new game. This yeah. is it's not going to look the same, and he's not going to try to to mimic Johnny Depp, and you don't want him to. But at that point, it's not mimicking Johnny Depp. It's bringing the same kind of crazy to the mm-hmm. table, and this just wasn't that crazy. So, a little disappointing, unfortunately. Can I can so, I tell you about a movie that uh, Rachel and I watched recently? No, we got to move on. Okay, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not about you, um, but thanks. Yeah, please. Nothing but trouble. Yeah, isn't that? Wait, who's that? Chevy with? Chase, yes. Demi Moore, Dan Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd, uh, John Candy, and John Candy. <laughs> Such a, man, that's a creepy movie. It is so creepy. <laughs> And anyway, go ahead. No, like it was, it was just, it was just fun. It was just fun to watch, like, like a funny, weird movie. Like Rachel had no idea what it was going to be about. Yeah. And and did you it, did you see it pre- previously? Oh, tons of times. Okay, okay. So like when 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 I was a kid, like this is one of those movies that just show up on um, like HBO or Cinemax or something, and yeah. And you watch a ton of times. Um, and this is in the Chevy Chase heyday. Okay. And it's so much fun. The acting is so, I don't want to say good, but just fun. Like, yeah. like it's, it, it's a really dumb movie, everybody. <laughs> it's totally dumb. Like, a whole concept is like... What's the... There is no concept. All right, no. So the concept is, is that Chevy Chase is kind of a, you know, swindler and, uh, you know, high up in the financial echelons of, you know, business people. I think what he is, is a uh, financial writer for a newspaper. And Demi Moore just happens to be at a party and he takes an interest in her and it just puts out like, oh, like I can, I can give you a ride tomorrow to this place, like, since you seem yeah. to need to go there. And he's really trying to be like a, a scumbag, to be honest. Um, right. Or Chevy Chase. Uh, yeah. I love Chevy, Chevy Chase, but I do yeah. too. But like it, like when you read the, all, all the stories about him being so difficult to work with, it's, it becomes harder to watch him. Cause you feel bad for the actors around. Him. I just, I think it's <laughs> just a sidetrack. It, it's, I think that he's just such a brilliant mind but also does not care oh, he doesn't like put what, up other, with any what, shit. what else is going on doesn't care no. doesn't care like it's it's about him and this is what i want and this is this is how it's going to be i think he's he look he comes from a very affluent family mm-hmm. so this is something he doesn't have to do he never had to be an actor he never had to be a comedian never had to just wanted to <laughs> so 
he just that's how he carried his role. It's like yeah. if I get fired from anything, it doesn't I'm good. matter. <laughs> I'm, fine. I'm fine. You know, I got dad's money. We're all good. <laughs> so anyway. So anyway, so uh Demi Moore in the passenger seat, Chevy Chase driving, which was, uh, I think it was a BMW, but it had GPS. And I think it was, the movie was made in 1991. I'm like, that's an expensive car. <laughs> that's a very expensive car. Probably had a car phone, too. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. And, and a Brazilian brother and sister uh, duo in the back seat. You know, that that's who's in the car. And pretty much they break a speeding law which causes a police chase by john candy and i mean i could there's too many details with the movie that's the thing like so like if a reader's digest version cop chase which is forcing them to go to this mansion in the middle of a junkyard uh as many times as, as i've seen the movie i didn't know that dan Aykroyd playing the judge was um uh his character was in was a retired military engineer so the mansion has all these trap doors and everything but they slip that fact in to kind of explain why the mansion is trippy but old right. um and it's fun it's funny it's uh i didn't know daniel baldwin was a person he's in <laughs> um, you didn't you didn't know that daniel baldwin existed no I, I i almost made a like a foot massage bet with Rachel because I was like, Oh, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Cause he looks so much. She's, she's like, it's not Alec Baldwin. And I had to look it up. I was like, Oh, thank God she didn't take that bet because it was Daniel Baldwin. Didn't <laughs> Dan- know he Daniel's was the one they don't talk about. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like just, it's, it's stupid early nineties adventure, fun, dark comedy stuff yeah. with, um, but here's the saving grace, amazing costumes and prosthetics amazing set design and it's actually funny the big downfall is towards the end where they apparently wrote themselves into a corner and then Mm. they made themselves three endings in 20 minutes (laughs) yeah exactly yeah but it's it's a good one we had fun watching it and especially when you're tired lazy and sick it's good (laughs) yeah it's good it's kind of like the burbs yeah uh, tom hanks kind of worse (laughs) much worse much worse um but yeah, and then adding the endings of Clue, the movie. People, I think the newer generation doesn't know Tom Hanks. Like, we grew up with Tom Hanks. He was a comedian actor. Like Such a good... Like, did you ever see Bosom Buddies? Yes! Yeah, see, I was at the very end of that. Like, we're both... I think I'm a little bit older than you, but I never really got to see much of it until later on. Mm-hmm. That's it, that's Tom Hanks. That's how he is, and he I, brought that into the '80s with the movies he was in. So I, when I was a kid, I was raised on the fact that Tom Hanks is a comedy actor. Yeah. And so when you start seeing things like Saving Private Ryan, you know, when you're a child, when it's coming out, you're like, "Whoa!" Or Castaway, yeah. or Castaway Two, No Land. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Like you start to like get an appreciation for that. Like the burbs though, it it holds up. I've watched yeah. it recently. Yeah. I think we watched it like six months ago and it, it does. We actually went through a whole uh Tom Hanks eighties binge, you know, big mm-hmm. and uh Joe versus Volcano and all those things. Joe versus Volcano was weird, but it was funny. 
I mean, there were some good Tom Hanks movies. I just love, I love that Saturday Night Live thing when they're like, oh, it, he's like, oh, this is cut scenes from Big, and and it's it's him playing baseball as a catcher, and somebody's trying to steal home plate, and he just plows this kid into his bag <laughs> and he's like and he picks him up and he's like don't you realize i'm big that's why the movie's big <laughs> it's so funny dude tom hanks in his 80s roles uh at the height oh, of his oh, entertaining slapstick almost kind of humor and yelling it was so good what's the movie about him buying the house um oh yeah i'm not as big a fan of that but um no with yeah, goldie well, hawn right no, 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 not Goldie. Uh, no, 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 no. That was um, was it Shirley? Oh, what's her name? Uh, here we go. Uh, you know who? You know who else was in it? He's a he's a ballerina in real life, but in Die Hard, he played <laughs> what's his name? Carl from uh, no Die Hard. Yeah, he's a uh, in in the movie Money Pit. Money Pit. Thank you. That that house is actually a mile up the road from us. Like the actual real house is right no here way. on the North Shore of Long Island. No way. And yeah, you can kind of see it from the road. But um, it, he's very good in that. He, <laughs> he walks in and he goes, hmm, home crap home. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good, it's such a good movie. Um, I, I just, there's parts of it I don't like, but it's, it's more of a personal thing. Um, but I, I can't, like we watched so many of his good movies, even like, You've got mail. It's such a romantic. You've comedy. got mail is good. It's such a good movie. You just you you spiked a memory in my mind because um, I think either a boyfriend, lawyer, or love interest uh, was in uh, Money Pit. The, yeah the 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 guy that the composer and he's he always plays like a smarmy guy, right? Oh no, you're thinking of somebody else. Do you know who I was talking about? The the composers, the the big tall guy from Die Hard. Who ends up at the very Alexander uh, Gudenov is who you're talking about, the, the, the guy, German the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. German guy. absolutely. All right, yeah. but who um, are you talking about? All right, it's funny that you. Maybe that's why you spiked it. Um, blind date with um, Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Yes. Um, Man, that's a movie I haven't seen in a long time. Oh goodness! I don't think Marion's seen that. Actually, I should probably get her on that. I, I think she would appreciate it let me see if i'm looking at the right one here no this is either a remake or something there's bruce a, there's will- other blind dates this is not, yeah. not just that one you have to look um, at bruce willis blind but date. but just like seeing like when i grew up thinking bruce willis die hard you know action yeah. movie star and everything yeah. and then blind date seeing that and be like oh that was a weird role for him and my mother telling me no he was originally like a slapstick comedy actor you know like originally where though? Because he was in Moonlighting, and then right to Die Hard. Yeah, but but that's how he got to start doing that, and then they ju- he wasn't even supposed to be the first pick for Die Hard. No, and, no I did a whole episode about. Yeah, that. I remember um, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he was like tenth or twelfth on the list, and he mm. shot like his agent shot for the moon. The dude got five million dollars for his breakout performance mm-hmm. in Die Hard, and they said, okay, sure. <laughs> five million in the 80s that was insane and then he was never tested other than in moonlighting but i get yeah it was a romantic comedy i didn't know it was slapstick though i didn't it, well, I yeah really because he it. was like kind of like a physical not, I, I don't want to say slapstick like uh the three stooges but yeah you know uh he took his bumps and everything and you know like sure. it was kind of wild and then just found his niche when 
you know, he put on a, uh, uh, I almost said guinea tea, uh, tank top. <laughs> I mean, as a, as a Italian person, you, you are too. Yeah. It's fine. You can, you can, you're, you're allowed to use that term. I think it's okay. Half of the time. I'm Half Irish Italian. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm not fully Italian either. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So, so yeah, uh, but, but yeah, a, I'm not sure if blind date holds up, but I remember it being a very funny movie, but I'm sure it doesn't hold up to 2022 social standards. Uh, I think a lot of the eighties movies can probably put under the same flame and probably wouldn't hold <clears> up. Um, but some of the, the best lines that people quote now are probably from movies in the eighties and they don't even know it. You know, I can't think of examples, but I know I hear Dude, all the time. Uh, no, I'll tell you right now. Uh, my sure. friend Adam at work, uh, I said, we don't need no stinking badges. And, yeah. And, and I, I like, and what was that? What's the name of that movie with Goldie Hawn? Is that Girl Scouts? Because um, that's how it's popularized. But then he, he started, you know, going further and quoting another movie called Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? It's not from that? He's like, no, no, they use that line to do that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Younger people have, have uh, kind of missed a really rare opportunity, and that is seeing Tom Hanks in the 80s yeah, as a comedian <laughs> and a lot of other people that did the same thing. You, nowadays, you'd be like, what? They were funny? Yeah, they were hilarious. <laughs> That's how they started. Yeah. I couldn't imagine where Tom Hanks would be nowadays if he started as a stand-up. Because I don't think he did stand up. He didn't do stand up. He was just a comedy actor. That was right. it. Like, yeah, I think his his career trajectory would have been completely different if he did stand up as opposed to just, you know, entertaining comedy for movies and TV. I'd like to know what pushed him to exit that realm because he was successful. He had tons yeah. of movies where he was just the funny guy and all this stuff. Yeah, and he was so successful in being able to shed that skin and have people, you know, like Jim Carrey wasn't able to do that easily. Jim Carrey's a great actor, yeah. but when yeah. he started doing serious stuff, people looked at it like a, like a, a, a lost piece of treasure. Like, Oh, he did something serious, but nobody right. says that about Tom Hanks. Like everybody's no. like, no, he's just a great actor. You know? No, I don't know when the transition was it before Forrest Gump. Well, Forrest Gump is a nail in the coffin when it comes to, you know, being I mean, that's able what, to be serious. Yeah, that's what launched him into that. But I don't know if that, that was the first one that he did. Because if that's the transition, I mean, because of the fact that he got an Academy Award, maybe that already put him into higher and higher echelon of uh, of Hollywood, like right off the bat. And he just rolled with it. I don't know. I mean, it requires a little bit of research. Yeah, which but doesn't take long. It doesn't take long, but dang, he does a lot. <laughs> He's he's done so much. Uh, Love Boat, Happy Days, Mazes and Monsters, Bachelor, Bachelor Party was a big success for, of his in 1984. Yeah, Splash, which Splash. somehow was a, a same year 1984. Yeah, um, watch those. Dragnet with Dan Aykroyd. Oh, one of my oh, favorites. Oh my gosh, dude! One of my favorites. He was so good in that. It's so good that, like, I don't know if, if you had the same thing. I didn't know it was a TV show until many, many years later when talking about Dragnet. And they're like, no, that was based off a TV show. I'm like, yeah, yeah. cast a shadow. Turner and Hooch. Uh, Turner and Hooch. Oh, all right, all right. Here's, I think, where we start going. 1992, Radio Flyer. He was in Radio Flyer? He was. 
the narrating voice because mm-hmm. remember the two boys that he's talking to, Elijah Wood and yes. I got it right here. Hold up. Come on now. Uh, Elijah Wood and where's that other kid? Oh, another John Hurd movie. Uh, Joseph uh, Mazzello, is that it? Where there's like nobody in this movie. No. That's why it's, it's so hard to believe. Um, so he, he the, the, one, the movie is so good, it's hard to forget the intro where like he's talking to his two kids um, and he's saying, you know, trying to get them to be good brothers to each other. And so yeah. all of the voices you hear for the narration is Tom Hanks, but he's originally, you know, like it's because he's talking to his sons about his brother. Okay. Um, Radio Flyer, I think, is his first touch of like, I'm giving you a really serious. Oh, gosh, that movie is so good. That might have to but be off screen, but he wasn't even on screen for that one. A little bit. He was on screen at the beginning and the end. And okay. a little bit in the middle, I think, when one of the kids interrupts the story to ask a question. Um, okay. I might be remembering that wrong, but yeah, he's totally off screen for 95% of the movie. Right. Um, he was in Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> Phil- and then 1993, a couple uh, a year later, Philadelphia. Okay. I was wondering when that came out. And then I a year later, before. Forrest Gump. Yeah. And then that's just the slippery slope to him being a drama actor. Okay. So Radio Flyer is the first non-comedic I, I, I would did. I would think so. The one that mattered, yeah. in my opinion. And then right to Philadelphia, which was critically acclaimed. <sighs> then... Next year, Academy Award with Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. and then forget Apollo about the rest thirteen of the after that, yeah. uh, and then all of a sudden being able to slide back in nineteen ninety five for Toy Story, and then right. doing like a Mario slide into Saving Private Ryan in nineteen ninety eight. Like I mean, seriously, dude just I, hit the just, slopes. <laughs> and now he's America's favorite uncle. It's just yeah. uh, all right. So, um, yeah, Tom Hanks. I told just Carrie, no I was like, that's going to be a hard one to lose. And he was like, well, way to bring it down, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he will be. Yeah. All right. So. All right. But you beat COVID, Tom. He did. Castaway 2. No land. Let's talk. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Come on, man. Um, you can write it. We'll give you all the credit. Um, anyway. I'll be a crab. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs>